set up here <laughs> mr sean mcgurr <laughs> and how are you today there sir i'm fine good good hey it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood you know um i i we're gonna do some nmsa stuff i think this time too but oh threats, i threats. thought we would start out with you know i always wanted to be a procrastinator but i never quite got around to it yeah yeah i've been putting that off for a while my my friend has kleptomania, but yeah. when it gets bad, he takes something for it. Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Did you hear about the big fight uh, uh-huh. that Madonna, Cher, Jewel, and Fabio had? No. They're no longer on a first-name basis. <laughs> <laughs> Was Prince involved? <laughs> Could have thrown a few extras in there, couldn't we? <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, it's really hard to understand how a cemetery can raise its burial costs and blame it on the cost of living. Ooh, that's <laughs> imagine that meeting. <laughs> um, everyone has a photographic memory. Uh-huh. Some just don't have film. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the uh, car mechanic who couldn't re- repair the brakes? No. He made the horn louder. (laughs) 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 And then, of course, this is uh, uh, an eternal conundrum. How do you tell when you run out of invisible ink? Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Okay, so if you have some better jokes, (laughs) send them to us at middleschooleducators at gmail.com, and you'll get better jokes next week. There is also, um, I, I guess we're putting this in the joke category this week because that's where I see it. <laughs> I just threw it in there as a placeholder. And um, <laughs> and I didn't tell you. <laughs> I just panicked, by the way, because I thought, did I hit record? <laughs> but apparently I did, so <laughs> we'll continue on. There I is can't a, see from here. <laughs> there is a great... Um, <laughs> There's a, a, a great light show. Neighbor spent four or five days putting neighbor putting lights up and all of that. And his neighbor, instead of going through the competition of trying to outdo him, took a very, very interesting um, tact on this. And instead of wrapping the wires around the trees and flashing lights and all of that, just took some um, some white lights and spelled out ditto <laughs> with an arrow pointing to his next door neighbor's house. And there's a link to the uh, visual display on that. Um, so people can go and check that out. Uh, that would be a, a good discussion starter about what does ditto mean? Cause I wonder how many kids know what ditto means. You know, they hear it because they're around adults. Yeah. It does make you wonder if they've ever bothered to figure it out. Yeah. Of course, then again, sometimes they just up and they surprise you with stuff. Like my kid surprised me with the word a positive and used it correctly uh, when identifying a sentence the other day. I was, I was tickled to death and they, they wondered why I got so excited. 
<laughs> so you you've been um, reincarnated because um, you were tickled to death. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, see, I was paying attention. Uh, very, very good. Very good. <laughs> Newsflash: Sean believes in reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know this before this broadcast either. Um, Speaking right. of being reincarnated, yes. you know, sometimes things come back to life from the Twitterverse. Well, yeah, well, as a matter of fact, they do. <laughs> um, uh, Ithuman, for example, is looking at free technology for teachers, 30-plus alternatives to YouTube. It's a great list. matter of fact, we've mentioned it once before. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we mentioned it last week, too. Yeah, it is, and it's a good list. Go check it out. It's worth it. Yep. Uh, Garden Glen has some uh, animated explanations. Full this of animated great. movies, interactive tutorials, and instructional videos, I hear. All free. <laughs> yep, all free. So you can check those out. Yeah. You know who Walter Cronkite is? Uh, yes, I do. And, um, in fact, there was just a big thing on about Walter Concrete. Walter Concrete? <laughs> I can't say his name. But I came close to saying Walter Concrete. Um, there was just a big thing on um, with the – it was an anniversary of something. Yeah, and, and of course, there was this past summer, there was the big um, – Big doings uh, celebrating his life because he passed away here in the past uh, what uh, eight months, yeah. nine months. Yeah, and they were going through some of the, some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would say that in the age of real time, Twitter is a version of the Walter uh, of Walter Cronkite. This was not me, right? Yeah. And this was and this was really interesting because they pointed out how much of how big of an impact Walter Cronkite had. Mm-hmm. On um, on America and how we got our news from him, and then after his time, there was no replacement because times changed, things changed, and he was kind of replaced. And now, what someone has said, and I think it's an interesting concept, is that Twitter has kind of replaced Walter Conkright. That's Con. I can't say his name to save my life tonight. Um. That that's where we get our news. That's where you get your breaking news from is from Twitter. By the way, mm-hmm. um, animated explanations, if um, – I don't know if you got a chance to look at that or not. I didn't, but it does it's, look very interesting. It, it, is, it is very interesting. They have um, lots of stuff on there, um, how to do things on Excel, the human heart, what is ADHD, um, how to find a new job using LinkedIn. Ooh, there you go. That's me. And um, what's what's also interesting is you can embed these into your website. So if oh. you wanted to take and just embed, you wanted to show your kids something, um, then you could just embed it into a site that you create, you have access to, you have, you know, even you Google sites, you don't, you, you wouldn't have to pay for anything. You mm-hmm. could create a website for your class and just pop the video in there. So you're sending them to your site someplace consistent and just have the embedded movie right there, which means that they're not going to get lost and distracted on the 12 other things <laughs> that are showing them around. So, And, and this week, this week my, uh, my kids came in. And I couldn't teach a, a blessed thing on Thursday or Friday because my kids came in and discovered that I had a Promethean board in my room all of a sudden. It was like aliens had come down and beamed something into the room while they were there. And um, 
so I imagine that this would be something you could work into like an active expressions, not active expressions, a, um, uh, active studio type of build for using on your Promethean board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, you could use, um, uh, yeah. Studio will do it, right? I'm th- I'm thinking through how how it is you can do that because I don't get it. I I bought Promethean. I mean, I made sure the teachers had Promethean boards, but I don't get a chance to play with them very often. So I only learn things when I'm in classrooms doing observations or walkthroughs or just talking with teachers about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I don't I don't always have the fine tuning on how you do things. Um, I try to talk to teachers and work with them every once in a while just to get an idea of what's going on. But um, so, but I think you can, because I think you can put um, web links in there, which I think you can embed things. But I'm not positive. I do know that videos are drag and drop <clears throat> to some things. I, I, I started playing with mine the other night. I was there till, at work till seven, what thirty, eight o'clock at night, uh, mostly playing. There's a little crawl you can put on there. Well, here's the next thing that I would tell you is that um, you could use Download Helper if you use uh, uh, if on, on Firefox. Mm-hmm. I use something called Downward Download Helper, mm-hmm. which means that you can download Flash um, files, and it looks as though Download Helper would yep it would allow you to download it. So you could download the individual and. I don't know about copyright on that one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's also um, Snaps but Pro. We'll you could do that. just do a drag and drop. Yeah. Well, this is easy. the The download helper really works because it works nicely because you don't have to. I mean, you just wait for the whole thing to load into the flash file and just download and save it to your desktop, and and then I frequently end up converting it from a flash file to a uh, MPEG-4 file, H.262 file, for the geeks among you, um, because I like the portability of the H.262 file better. Flash tends to have some issues every once in a while when Mm -hmm. trying to play it, and so I just use a little program called iSquint on the Mac, and it converts it to an uh, H.262 file, an MPEG-4 file. And then I can do what I need to do with it and put it where I needed to put it and all that good stuff. So um, that makes it really easy. And, um, you know, and all free for you to uh, view and embed in your website. So I'm thinking if they would, I mean, as long as you give them credit for it, I would think that um, that they would probably be okay with it. Um, user license, I'll read through. Um, I don't know, okay. but that's one way to solve. That's one way to solve the issue, at least. Or you could just, you could Snaps Pro it. Yep. It goes straight into QuickTime. Of course, that costs money for Snaps Pro. Yep. But once you buy it, I mean, you've got it. Yeah. You buy you, the disk and put it on your machines, and um, and then you get the you get the updates and everything, and, and it goes straight to uh, QuickTime, and from there it's just you know click and drag and drop, and away you go, and. It's for you rich but people out there like Sean. It's not free. <laughs> I do free. Free is, yes. Free is our friend. Free is our friend. Um, what else we got? 
10 Technologies to Use a Laptop Slash Tablet Classroom Digital Learning Environments. Yeah, you should talk about that one, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the thing, likely. Um, which one are we doing now? <laughs> I forgot which one we're doing. Tablets. Uh, using a tablet. Or, you know, one-to-one computing environment, environment is probably the topic here. You're, you're yeah, and that, that's, that's largely the... Um, the topic, and um, I'll go through them kind of quickly for you if you wish. You want me to do that? Sure. That'd be great. Um, blogs. Yay. Wikis. Cool. Uh, digital ink, uh, which is like correcting assignments. Um, it, it only works on a tablet, laptop, so I'm not sure that one will go. Um, four is online assignments, online exams, online worksheets, online note-taking, <clears throat> which is something that kids need to learn how to do. Um, five is ebooks, um, And I would stretch that out in, into – and they're talking here largely about uh, – ebooks books is electronic books. They're talking about the Gutenberg Project, which is uh, – you know, mostly they're talking about Gutenberg Project – which involves um, public domain books. Um, six, RSS. We love RSS. Um, seven is online course management tools like Blackboard or um, Moodle. And they have a couple other links there too. Um, eight is online classroom management tools, which... Um, so, uh, so you can kind of see what teachers are, what kids are doing on laptops. Um, nine teacher-created web sites, and ten, you're gonna love ten, Sean. Ten podcasts. Ten. Yes, I love podcasts. Yes, we do. So, um, just some ideas for using um, uh, laptops or tablets in in schools. And I've just come across a whole bunch of stuff lately. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, I think maybe this digital this digital stuff might be sticking around for a while. And, you know, I think maybe it's not going to go away too soon. So um, I think teachers need to become comfortable with this stuff. So oh, I just found another one. Yeah. Not All right, so um, I'll go on then while you're okay. playing. The audience probably doesn't want to wait until you are done. I guess I could hit pause. but um, Tom Barrett came up with uh, oh, 10 pause. digital opportunities you probably know and 10 you probably don't. Um, and so I thought this was, this was kind of uh, cool. There's some things that even if you don't know, you don't need to feel bad if you don't know about them. Um, but... Here we go. Um, photo story, uh, PowerPoint, smart notebook, movie maker. Um, and I like how he says, and Apple equivalents, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, which uh, are actually, uh, I prefer them, but we know my bias. Uh, word processor, uh, six short podcast. I think he's taking a stab at us here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> yeah, it probably is actually <laughs> seven is film. And I think film is going to become more and more 
used in classrooms with uh, like the flip minnow or mino, whatever you call those, and the Kodak, the little the little recorders. I think we're going to see more and more film become part of education. Um, real quick, um, voice thread. I'm still not into voice thread. I can see it. If I could get my tech to approve it, I, I, I can see some definite uses for it. Okay, I got to get up to speed on voice thread. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Car to ouch. K a r the number two. O u c h e. Cartouche. Cartouche. Okay. Cartouche. Um, I don't know that one at all. So. Mm. And ten is myths and legends. Story creator two. Okay. Um. And then the 10 alternative tools. <laughs> I've heard of more of the alternative tools. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, Google, Sto- Google Earth Stories. Um, Wordle, which is wonderful for doing um, visual summarization. Picklet, uh, which is P-I-C, capital L-I-T. It's a creative writing tool, um, which can be real useful in... Um, um, an interesting, an interesting way to think about things. Tag-related searches, um, voices. I don't know voices. Um, I hear voices. I hear voices. I hear voices. Um, yeah, place a recorded piece of a story on an audio on a map. Combine the pieces into a route or journey. Well, that sounds interesting. Six is cartoons strip. And they, he has some links to cartoons. I think that's really positive. That's something that I'm going to be working with um, my teachers on on uh, the next um, um, one of our next little professional development opportunities. Museum box, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Texturizer. Um, um, Booker. And Adventure Island. So just some ideas, some... Uh, writing opportunities there that you uh, can check out. Cool. Um, do we want to do Oren? I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> Sean usually does Twitter verse stuff, and there wasn't a lot there, so I popped some stuff in there today, and now I'm confused. Over I don't have a lot that's true, not this week. Um, I thought this was an interesting quote. Um, given all of what's going on in education right now. And Oren Woodard had posted a just a simple quote that says, every uncomfortable experience in life gives you a choice of growing bitter or better. Ooh, good quote. I thought that was good. So, Very good quote. Uh, I found Web2 Classroom posted a link, and I found this. It's called Flock Draw. And I thought this was interesting in light of the fact that I got a Promethean board this week. And uh, FlockDraw is simply a drawing pro- collaborative drawing program, and it can be used with a smart board. Um, and that's basically all it is. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's developing a project. You have a few ideas. As time progresses, you watch the concept become reality, and FlockDraw is the idea about you collaborate on the drawings and all the other stuff to uh, um, innovate through a problem, I guess is the way to put it. it it's Basically, that's it. That's It's... it's, it's it, it, here's, the, here's the synopsis. Paint a simple masterpiece. Point, Make a point visually. Do whatever you want. Do it together. Grab a tool. Pick a color. Draw something. Show a friend. Show the world. Share your vision. That's what it is. It's basically a smart board drawing app 
I thought was kind of interesting and worth playing with. And if you try it, please let us know. I, I'll be trying it here, I think, throughout the week, especially since I got a new smart board to play with. Kids went nuts over it. Um, interesting quote. Web Classroom was retweeting Aldrich Stuff and Russ Gurand. I think students and teachers could live without grades. Parents, on the other hand, so as progress reports are coming up for some folks, I want to keep that in mind. I thought it was just humorous, that's all. Um, Jim, McKnight, or Jim Knight, 99, number one reason kids don't engage is that they don't see the relevance of learning. And that's a quote from Bonnie Davis. And my kids, I'm going to toot my own horn here just a little bit, my kids had a chance to do that this week. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how much it impacted them just having an impact on them. My kids got a, an inordinance changed in the city uh, last week simply because they, they they talked to a city council person and city council wanted to work with kids and, and change this law because they felt it should be changed. Um, they were working behind the scenes to get all legal stuff done while my kids kind of talked about the whole persuasive process and put together some pieces for it. And when kids get we, – we talk about rigor, relevance, and relationships, and this relevance piece. Boy, was this relevant. I didn't realize how relevant it was. Kids showed up at city council meeting. They heard the, the new ordinance read, voted on. And then I thought, okay, well, that's it. The kids went home. And the next day we had a, a family fun night, and one of the parents came back and said, I got a problem. I thought, oh, what's, what's, what's wrong? My kid keeps talking about all, all she can talk about is how she changed an ordinance. And he, then he gave a little chuckle, you know, like, like this – was a quote-unquote problem. Um, mm-hmm. But even he was tickled by the fact that the relevance of taking something that they learned in class, applying it to the real world, and seeing a change in a change in the world made such a huge impact beyond just themselves, but into, into the parents and in the homes. And, and it got a lot of other discussions started going and, and talking you know, in, in the home. So relevance, um, huge impact. I thought it was an interesting quote. Um, Ten gifts. It's Christmas season, and, 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 and folks give gifts. And, and if you're like my district, you're looking for gifts that you, <laughs> can, you can make work for you. So mm-hmm. 10 unique gifts you can make with help from the web, okay? Uh-huh. This is right up your alley, Troy. It is, but I'm having trouble going to anything beyond two. Oh, uh, you know what? Me too. Oh, there's really tiny font. Really, really like six point font. Well, okay, maybe eight point font. Continue reading this entry. It's a, yeah. it's a hyperlink. Yeah. Click the and link. It, oh no, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used uh, to really small print, and I click the link and um, open new tab. Spinny, 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 spinny. I did okay, the, well, I did the open a new tab in. Um, yeah, we'll see if it's up by the time same. we get done with the first two. When I open the new tab, it just... Um... All right, so this is not as awesome a link as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, make a photo book. This is right up Troy's alley. I've done that before, and those are really nice. Yeah, those turn out to be kind of cool. You can do those. Sometimes you can do those within programs, like, for example, iPhoto. You can construct and build a book with, right there within iPhoto, and then ship it off to... Uh, and grandparents to just love those. Oh, do they? Oh, God, yes. I have to adopt some grandparents. Uh, jazz up homemade candy. That's another hot one. Mm-hmm. Um, and with recipes like how to make fudge. Mm-hmm. Um, pioneer potato candy. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, oh, you know what? Stop spinny spinny. Let's take a look here and see what we got. And we got the same page part. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got too. So, 
Um, Oops. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> if you want two, two <laughs> unique gifts you can make using the web. <laughs> Thank you, Marthies.com. I think, yeah. It's well, just Lala, a bad link. Lala was bought by Apple, according to them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I know. We're both off on something. To, really? <laughs> Into streaming strain using. <laughs> yeah. So now you can stream all those, uh, all that music you have at home and all that. Well, you know, it is kind of an, another issue. What does this do to, like, United Streaming if Apple then can stream cheaper than United Streaming can stream? Row, row, row your movie. <laughs> right, the let's internet. go back to the Twitterverse, will you? All right. Well, that's it from the Twitterverse. I don't know how much this week. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, well, for me, it's been a slow week on the verse. I know the, the, the Twitterverse has been hopping, but. Yeah, it's, there's been a lot of stuff going on. You know, one of the things that I found that I think that you would like oh? is it's just about time for a Christmas carol. I would love to meet Christmas carol or Julie or Sandy or... Absolutely. Yeah. And um, there is online um, a the primary source of... And um, I got I to gotta reopen that... Of Charles Dickens's uh, A Christmas Story. Okay. And it is, um, it's interesting because of a couple of things. Number one is it's actually written. So it's written in cursive. Ooh. And uh, you know that secret language that. Yes. Uh, that's what uh, what Rick Rimley calls adult code. The adult code. Yes. So, but it's inter- I think it would be interesting for the kids to look at it in terms of the um, the just how he actually hand wrote it, and um, that's a good point. And then it also shows the edits, a lot of the edits that he makes, because he it shows the scribble out in the. You know, the lines through. Um, and so it would be really fun to take the the typed printed version and compare it with this version. Um, and just show the kids that, you know, he, all, you know, even Charles Dickens edited things. And he did it the old fashioned way where you need to scribble things out and look at it again. So, um, so I popped that in there. There's a link to the... Uh, they have, I think, three pages. Um, page two, four, six, twenty-six. Well, four pages, it looks like. Cool. <clears throat> so, and I think you can actually go to the full manuscript um, with the link. You can, and they call them staves. Stave one, stave two. Um, so you get you get a chance to. There's sixty-nine pages there. Uh, if you click the link. And it's just really neat that it shows how things were edited. So check that out. Share it with your kids. That uh, could even be a nice little um, advisory activity, if nothing else, of talking about A Christmas Carol and, you know, the the lesson behind The Christmas Carol um, would be a good uh, advisory topic. And just highlight different parts where he describes um, Scrooge and how he goes through and all that good stuff. So check that out. Oh, cool. You can make it full screen, too. Yes, you can. Yeah. 
So I could throw this on my Promethean board. So you could throw on your Promethean board and you could oh, highlight and I things. I could highlight and edit and I could, mm-hmm. I could correct his grammar and, and, and I could, mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't be a wise idea, but oh, I could Twitter it. Look. Yeah. I can Facebook share it. This is cool. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of sharing things, <laughs> um, another thing I came across this week, and I haven't had a lot of time to play with this one, but this looks really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it's called Simply Box, and Simply Box is a neat way to share, save, and share websites and parts of websites graphically. Um, so here's basically what you do: you if you if you uh, sign up for an account, which is free, mm-hmm. and um, by the way, they they have a nice little uh, FAQ. And they also have a really nice six-minute tutorial video, which you can watch, and you really get a good idea of what you can do with this. So if you take a look at um, it, what you can do is if you, you download the software, and it puts, it, under tool, it puts a little toolbar up there. You can do it without the toolbar, I guess. And when you find something that you want to save, you highlight either the picture, you draw a box around the picture, or the text. And then you just drop it into a little box on the bottom of your screen, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's now bookmarked, but it's bookmarked in a, a graphical format into a box. Okay. Okay. Was I clear enough for that part? Yes. Got it. Got that part. And then that box becomes a cl- kind of like a collection, a group of things. And what you can do with that box then is you could share that unique URL with your kids and they could go to and see those different pictures. So one thing you could do with it, and this is just a, a, a quick, um, this is what I came up with to give people kind of an idea. So let's say that you wanted them to look at a variety of pictures around the Civil War. Right. So you pull up, you know, you highlight several of these pictures, you drop them into a Civil War box. And then you put you give the kids that URL. They okay. go to it and they can see all those pictures. They could comment on the pictures, or you could use have them use that as references. So they could click on it and go to the web page, um, and read about it. So you could kind of use it in a share tabs kind of way as well. Okay. And and, and then they can drag the boxes around and reorganize it. So you have kind of, or or you could so that you have kind of a graphical organization of it as well. Um, and then they can also make comments on the, the pictures. So if even if they don't have an account, they can comment on the pictures. They can't add anything to the box in there. And see, this is where a voice thread would be nice. Have them comment on the pictures, but also in a voice thread for those who need to talk it out. Well, and so, and there, but there you go. You've got... You've right. got the graphical start to things, and instead of sending them to the whole website, you could focus them in on just the picture that you want them to. Um, and then you can have multiple, what they call containers, so those containers can hold multiple boxes. So if you wanted to have, um, you know, a school container, you could, or, or even a class container, this is lit first hour. And I'm going to have these boxes. This is social studies second hour. I'm going to have these boxes. These are personal things. And, and then you can share some and not share the other ones. Um, and if somebody has an, a Simply Box account as well, then they can put things into a box that you shared. So like if Sean and I, 
set up a box that we shared for the podcast. We could both add things to the box and drag them around and move them. You can look at them in different ways. It looks like it's really, really uh, a graphical way to share things. If the box is public, you can also set it up to go to your Delicious account. So when you bookmark this, it would put a bookmark in your Delicious account, which is one of the things that I like because I get concerned about having stuff in one place. If that one place goes away and you're reliant upon it, you know, can you get your information out kind of thing? Uh, that's a good point. Um, so, but, so this looks, this just looks interesting. It looks like a, a very visual, very graphical way to bookmark things, to create those um, graphic organizers for kids so they can see them, the relationships in certain ways. Um, it's free because, you know, unlike Mr. Richie Rich over there, um, I like things that are free. He's not pointing at me. <laughs> um, Can't be pointing at me. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Snaps Pro versus... Uh, <laughs> I love Snaps Pro. My <laughs> I know, my I know it's free. And some things, some things are worth paying for, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but this, this does look... It just looks like something that could be very, very useful. Um, and then you can also uh, sign up... To, you can add, you have some options when you um, are bookmarking something or simply boxing something. I don't know what the verbiage they use. And in terms of whether you make it public or not, whether you share it or not, and um, if teachers wanted to share certain things with each other, I could see this being very useful for professional development. If the algebra teacher sees a bunch of good graphs or functions that they want to share with other teachers, just create that public box and tell the other teachers it's right here and they could go to it and use it as well. Um, but you can also set it up to Twitter. The, when you, when you create that link that it would send out a Twitter that says, you know, you've added this link, you've added this to the public box. If you're, if you're thinking in departments, couldn't you also create, uh, take your, uh, your, your, your things you create using your Promethean board, dump them all in there so they can be shared amongst the department? Here's what I, here's what we do with, um, our Promethean, because my teachers are really good at sharing. And one of the things that we, that we do is we have a shared folder on the shared drive. Mm -hmm. But one of the other things is I've, I've, um, set some of them up with Dropbox. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. And then they just make a a, a shared folder there, so that they there. can um, they can all share it there. The thing with uh, Dropbox is you have to remember if somebody takes it out of the shared folder, it is out of the shared folder. Right. So we tend to share things on the uh, building shared drive. Okay. Because it's and and that's something that the district has control over. So. I'm sure they're going to come and yell at me at some point for taking space. But the thing is, is we don't have to worry about a company going out of business. We just have to worry about our IT people um, not backing up the server or, in some, or something going wrong with the server kind of thing. So I feel we have much more control over it that way. But this is a way. This would be a way to share things quickly and easily. Yes, absolutely. They don't know that you've hidden a Drobo under your desk and you're backing up the uh, all that stuff in your in your office and. <coughs> Oh, okay. It's Navy. Uh, in the trouble way. <laughs> <Me, A, B. laughs> 
Trackstra, Ard A, Rived A. I really have. I don't. I didn't do a drobo, but I really do have. A, oh, a I was joking. <laughs> I really do have a hard drive that I back stuff up on, just in case that that I haven't exactly um, shared with them. It exists. But, but anyway, um, Simple Box looks looks like it is, and um, they also have a, an FAQ section, and it says, um, "Here's, you know, I'm a teacher. How do I create accounts for students?" And they answer that with, you as a teacher can create a second account with SimplyBox in the name of the entire class. Then you, wouldn't, then you would need to give the kids the username and password you created for the account. By the way, the account then is only accessible by people that have the username and password for the account. The students then will be able to see the content of the boxes in the account and add comments from any computer. Now if they need to add content to the account, they would need to use the SimplyBox toolbar. Um, the one with box it button downloaded or whatever computer they're using. B, um, and A, I have some little bit of concerns over, but if without them having to be able to add and in, add things, you know. But B, you can simply use public bo boxes. I like this one a lot better, by the way. You create them under the sharing menu. Each public box has a URL, so students can access the URL and see the content of the box and their comments to the different items. The creator of the public box can delete the box at any time. Since this is a public box, students will not be able to add content, only comments. That's the one I like a lot better. Because you could just you could just put that link on your website and then the kids could go and look at the Dropbox. They could not the Dropbox, the public box. And they could add comments to it, but you can control where things are and they can't add anything to it. And then they also have creating accounts for students that do not have an email. Please go to this link. And I'll be honest with you, I did not go to the link because I was just, I didn't. Do they have a place where you can improve comments before they're posted into the box? I don't believe so. I believe that, um, I, I believe that um, they just go. Okay. All right. But I'm not I'm not a hundred percent positive, so um, I would so have to look at that. Might have to write herd on it just to make sure that. Well, and you know, it, yeah, I on. mean, you're going to know your kids better than than anything else. So it's going to be if your kids are used to it and they know there's accountability, um, and they know what's going up, then, um, um y you know. I would hope that the the kids would be serious with it and and do things like that. So, you know, by the way, their um, their response to the uh, you don't want the kids to sign up directly um, is to use Google <laughs> and then um, the secret um, plus. <laughs> you know, add the plus to it, so you have one right. account and multiple people. So. Oh, so um, that's not exactly a uh, I consider a elegant answer. I guess at least I do like that they are addressing the education, how it can be used in education. I may not like their all of their responses, but it's free, and at least they are addressing it. So you got it. 
still have to go talk to IT then. So. Get IT to bounce off of it. But, well, it's, but it's viable. I mean, it's, it's a much better solution than some other things I've seen. I wonder if you can do, and I've got to play with Edmodo some more, but I wonder if you could do something similar like this with Edmodo. Edmodo seems to be more focused on comments, though, and, and blogging the posting information or posting comments back and forth. But I know that as a teacher, you can control the content, you control the questions, or you control the, the stuff that they see. Not to the same degree as this, though. I mean, this is another uh, I, flavor of a similar idea. Again, this this looked interesting to me in large part because it's very graphical. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an easy way to share um, some websites with kids that um, is would be easy for them to follow along, and they can see what's going on. And it just it looks like another tool that I'd want to have in my toolbox, um, especially if I was uh, um, ready to go. You know, cool. So. It looks like a great link. Uh, it looks like a great tool. I'd love to play with that some more. I, and I think I'm going to, too. And this is something that I'll probably end up sharing with my teachers. Because um, it looks like, because kids are so, so visual, and this just looks like it would help them out. Okay. All right. Um, cool. What's, what's up next? How about uh, differently when we are being very effectively? Okay. I find that sentence very interesting. Yeah, because... It's a, uh, it's a good interest catcher. How about we try this? Okay. <laughs> Roadblock to success. I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, uh, an NMSA... Um, <laughs> this is an NMSA session that I went to, and the title, which will be corrected by the time people read it, thank you very much, um, <laughs> is... <Unless> it is. <laughs> Is uh, and great. Mm. Um, wave just kind of crashed. Um, so this this was was based around um, a, a group that has a couple of books out, um, and says basically it's about when kids feel feel like they're stupid. So what it ends up with is that we're all top 20% per performers when we're all, we're all not at top 20% of performers and we're all in the bottom 80% of the performers. It just depends on the task and the time, um, was largely the, uh, the gist of this. And it, and he, the presenter pointed out that as how it is that kids feel stupid what do they do when they feel stupid? Um, because that's what happens in classrooms is that, and he says that kids will pretend when they feel stupid. Um, you know, they'll pretend that they know the answer, get the, the nod. Um, they just disengage from what's going on in class. And his message is largely that we need to directly teach this. We must talk about it and directly teach it to get kids beyond that and this is a pretty common theme in lots of areas I think in terms of um, directly teaching kids things that we tend to take for granted Um, and he says uh, why do kids feel stupid when they can't do something stupid doesn't exist what does exist is real situations and real experiences we must talk about and teach problem-solving process 
and how kids feel about failure. Um, and then one of the things that he, one of the techniques that he has is to give the kids note cards and on the front, they can fill out situations when they feel stupid on the back. They can fill out what they do. Um, he pulled us and we responded, the audience, the audience responded with, well, okay. So he asked us, what do they do? And we had responded with, they stop trying, they get aggressive, they judge themselves, they drink, <laughs> they pretend. His answers were that they withdraw, they quit and get quiet, they pretend, they become emotional, they become embarrassed, angry, and sad, um, they make judgments, I'm not good enough, they attack, they, they argue, swear, bully, and challenge, they get defensive, this is stupid, you're stupid, um, they may motivate, they may work harder, but maintain an inside feeling of I'm not good enough. Or they get numb. And this was a great quote um, that I really liked. Um, numb is better than dumb. Um, and then he also talked about uh, five causes of stupid, when they're called stupid, when they're con compared with others, um, confusion when they can't, um, and then in certain situations. He gave a, a nice example, I thought, which you could share with kids, which is, uh, you know, when Justin Monroe Morneau strikes out, what what does he what does he think? And you can ask the kids, well, what do you think he's thinking? And um, the kids tend to answer that he's probably thinking he's stupid. And then you can explain that Joe is thinking that the pitcher threw a curveball on the outside of the plate in this situation. So that the next time he comes upon this situation, he's got more information to pull from. The difference is that he's learning from this instead of just shutting down. A um, couple of other quotes. Det schools determine which kids are smart. Schools should determine how kids are smart. Um, I think we've talked about that quite a, quite a few times before. Um, and he talks about keeping stupid in the box. Um, it's important to share your personal experiences of stupid with kids so they know it's not just them. Share the five causes. Um, he suggests you have a large sign in your room and refer to it um, that, you know, kind of says, refers to not being stupid or you're not stupid, you're just learning. Share the importance of confusion. Um, and then revisit it every couple of weeks. And finally, he offers to practice the script. Give the kids the script that they, they literally say, I am smart, I just don't understand blank yet. Or, I am smart, I'm just confused about. Or, I'm smart, I just can't, blah, blah, blah. So, kind of interesting. There's some books in there's that, that they're selling, and they do training as well. Um, and there's a link to their website if you want to check out the, their training. Sorry. Cool. Yep. And um, you did something with class management, classroom management with Todd yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I went to Todd Johnson, Johnson's session on um, classroom management and how to get kids, the tough kids, to cooperate in class. He is a former reform school teacher who is now doing consulting for, uh, for a group, but this is based largely on his experiences in, in a classroom, a reform school classroom. 
Uh, I started out by explaining that assertive discipline has been, has been tried and found not to work. Poor Lee Cantor. Uh, we're going to take a walk through his classroom. He walked us uh, through that. Oh, he also gave us the CEU code right up front. Uh, but there are some <laughs> philosophical gli- guidelines to understand before uh, you walk into his classroom. First, you need to treat the students as you would like to be treated. I think mm-hmm. that uh, golden rule is fit, fits in right there. Um, you as the teacher should only do 50% of the work in, 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 in this sort of situation in his classroom. Uh, you can only influence behavior. You can't change it. You can't make students behave, and any veteran teacher will tell you that's true. Um, make it uncomfortable for kids not to follow the rules. So in other words, you exert some peer pressure or some teacher pressure to uh, make it easier to, to follow, to do what's right, rather than make, and make it harder to do what's not right. Uh, he gave us the agenda right at the very beginning of the uh, of the session, and he also said that that's one of the ways you can help with your classroom discipline. Kids know where you're going and what, what to expect. There are two results. One, they can plan for when they're going to disrupt your classroom, but then they also know what you're going to talk about, so there's, it's not a big mystery as well. Uh, talked about two different kinds of teachers. There's the tight teacher and the loose teacher. Now, there's some advantages to being a, a tight teacher. Uh, the advantages are the tight teachers are very consistent. They set limits. It's structured. It's non-emotional. There's a lot of follow-through, and it's concise. My Google Wave is moving off my page. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, there are some disadvantages to this. Uh, for example, it turns into a power struggle. The kid wants to wrest the power away from the teacher, and the teacher doesn't want to give it. And I understand that. Um, it leads to confrontation in some cases. It also leads to situations where there has to be a win-lose situation instead of a win-win or some give and take and some flexibility. Uh, it leads to the teacher going to a my way or the highway type of attitude. Um, the students are find it easier to rebel against the tight teacher. Rules become more important than people, and in some cases it can lead to physical confrontations, depending on how tight the teacher is. Mm-hmm. The opposite end of this would be the loose teacher or the flexible teacher, I guess I should refer to. Uh, there's some advantages to being a flexible teacher. You definitely meet the needs of the individual needs of students, very responsive to students, tend to negotiate uh, a solution to a problem, these teachers tend to be very creative, very adaptable. You can throw them into any situation, and boy, they're ready to go. The tight teacher can change something, and it's it's going to be a disaster. Um, and very caring. These their students are going to gravitate to teachers like this. There are some disadvantages to being a flexible teacher. It's easy for the students to take advantage of those teachers. Uh, they can get used. There can be inconsistency when it comes to discipline. If the loose teacher doesn't is, is way too flexible and too loose, uh, things like pandemonium and chaos can, can occur. It can lead to wasted time because while they're being that caring teacher, uh, like, like for, say, for example, at the beginning of a classroom or a class time period, um, you know, there's, there's wasted time there for the other students. It can be too emotional, get too involved in a situation. And worst of all, no limits. Don't know where to draw the line. So he used something called the law of least interventions. You start with the least intervention first, then you scale it up as to where you need to go. Uh, I love this quote, don't use a shotgun when a fly swatter will work. Um, most problems, and as you as a principal might uh, be able to lighten on this part, is most problems arise during transitions when the kids are moving from class to class. A lot of your problems occur in the hallway, according to, according to him. They do. I had an assistant principal that would uh, said that too. Um, and so he forced all of us to move into the hallway, and all the problems just kind of migrated into the classroom because we were all in the hallway. Um, but, yes, 
most most principals will will, will admit to that. Um, start with the least amount of power necessary. Use the law of least intervention. Start with things like eye contact. Give them, and everybody has one, the look. Uh, gesture, without saying anything, just gestures to what you want them to do. You can snap the fingers, draw their attention. Then, then go into proximity. Start teaching, but move towards them, and then they'll get the idea. You notice what's going on, but you're not stopping instruction. Things are still going on. You can call the student's name. That's all you have to say is just the name. Do the shaking of the head, clearing of the throat, on and off with the lights. Do a count, or if you're elementary, count backwards. Uh, use humor. Sometimes that diffuses the situation. Scale it up to touch, appropriate touch. Um, you could ignore it to try to extinguish the behavior. Uh, so the audience did some polling and, and, and came up with take a deep breath. Of course, we talked about breathing last week with an article. That's actually preparation for battle. Uh, wave. That wave isn't high, but wave <laughs> isn't gesturing what you want them to do. Uh, use a foreign language. Sometimes that works. And then they stop and they look and what did they really say? And they're more focused on hoping that you didn't insult them in front of the class. And, and, and they sometimes will change the behavior. Um, stop. Just stop and be quiet. And, and turn the entire focus on them. And that's using peer pressure to kind of make them realize what they're doing and get them to change. Raise one eyebrow. Uh, change your voice level. State the behavior. Keith, you're talking, as opposed to Keith, quit talking. Don't tell them what you want to do. Tell them what they are currently doing. And middle schoolers are notorious for this. Um, Keith, quit talking. I'm not talking. Of course you're not. You were listening <laughs> to me just a second ago. But two seconds ago, you were talking. <laughs> Oh, was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also came up with the foreign language. And then whisper. Sometimes whispering is enough because then they have to lean in to figure out what it is exactly you're saying. So um, this was very well done. Uh, he did some modeling with us. It was very practical. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to Ed Ford's uh, responsible uh, thinking process. Mm -hmm. We're asking you questions because the person asking the questions is the one who has the, has the power. So. And that the person a, asking the questions is the person doing the learning, we know. Yes, that's true, too. Yes. Right? Yeah, learning how to control the kid, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, Zenbell. I forgot to mention that. Someone uses Zenbell. The elementary is big on Zenbells, I noticed, in our district. I don't know about in middle schools. What are Zenbells? That's the, the um, you've seen the little table of chimes. A lot of presenters will do this, uh, PD people, and they'll zing. And, okay. and all of us teachers turn to look and go, Okay, we're being talked down to. <laughs> but I don't know, kids might fi find that just to be a little different. So, And, and, there's, some, and there's some teachers that use just a, a regular bell. Yeah, yeah. Just a ding. Like um, I have another teacher who uses um, wind chimes. <laughs> which I like the sound of wind chimes, so it's like I'd be doing that all the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and, and it, I, you know, this is this is a nice kind of reminder um, list for people. It's not like I don't think anybody knows most of these, but for most people, I think it's a nice reminder list. Um, and I think it's the the Keith you're talking versus Keith quit talking is huge. Oh yeah, it's absolutely huge when people understand that that small change which can lead to huge differences in the relationship and interactions. That's, that's really powerful. So good list. Yeah, it was, it was a good session. It wasn't earth shattering, but you know what? It was good things, good things for me to be reminded about mm -hmm. and, and go back and, and use back in my classroom. I was glad that, I was glad I went to that one. 
Yeah, I agree. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't he had a good sense of humor, too, so that always right. helps. You know, if you work in lockup facilities, you have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I have to. That's true, you do. You know? So. Okay. All right. So, um, you want to tell people how they can contact us? Yes. They should send money to middle school. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They should They should send an email to middleschooleducators at gmail.com. They should uh, contact us on Facebook. Both of us are on Facebook. And um, you could uh, post something online. We're getting some people posting things at the website, which is www.middleschoolmatters.com. I know you don't need the www. You know what? I like Ws. Um, you and George Bush. There should be one, two, four, six, six Us. You could put six U's or just three W's in front of a anyone. Yeah, well, if they put six U's, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, just throw a W in and then shorten it. Make your life easier that way. There is another thing that we would appreciate as well. Money. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Money would not be bad. <laughs> um, well, you know what? They could go over to iTunes and leave a comment there. There you go, Sean. How about there that? You go. You, I think you got them all now. Let's see. Check should be made out too. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, that, do do get a hold of us. We do really enjoy it when you do uh, contact us. Like I know I've oh, yeah. I, someone sent me an email uh, several weeks ago with some links, and I've got to finish going through those links. But I would love to post those and and get those into the uh, podcast. And we've had some really interesting uh, things happen. We've had people send us stuff in the mail. We've had folks. Uh, I mean, actual snail mail. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had folks send uh, stuff in uh, email. And, you know, some of our jokes, a couple of our jokes came from other teachers who had real-life experiences and, and said we could relate those on the podcast. And that was great. I loved it when she sent us those. Yes, it was. You did, you did, I think you did miss one, though. Uh-oh. Twitter. Oh, well, yeah, we're on Twitter. Yes, I'm sorry. MS Matters on Twitter. Yeah. And that's only because Middle School Matters is too long. Yep. They wouldn't let us use that one. There is a middle school matters on Facebook, and that's not us. I probably should mention that. Yeah, there is some, it is something different. So they're about middle school, but it's not us. We're on there, but it's not us. It doesn't get updated at very. And often. we we should we should thank um, Doc Tatum as well, because mm-hmm. he has gone to iTunes. Oh, cool! And and posted a review. So cool. We appreciate that. I've got my radio stuff up on iTunes. I'm listening to Christmas, streaming Christmas music. There you go. Oops, I put the wrong spot in there. So, yeah, oh, this, that's great. So you, know, you can the, do that as well. It's, it's Just go to iTunes, search for Middle School Matters, and you'll see the little headphony with the SMSM uh, logo right there. And click on that and go give us a review. We would appreciate it. So with that... I think yeah. we're going to call it a podcast and end with, this is Middle School Matters from Middle School Educators. 